Chapter Twenty Five of the Wyvern Mystery. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by John Brandon. The Wyvern Mystery by Joseph Sheraton Lefanu. Chapter Twenty Five. Lily Dogger is sent to bed. That night the broad-shouldered child, Lily Dogger, was up later than usual. An arrear of pots and saucepans to scour, along with customary knives and forks to clean, detained her. "'Bustle, ya huzzy, will ya?' cried the harsh voice of old Mildred, who was adjusting the kettle on the kitchen fire, while in the scullery the brown-eyed little girl worked away at the knife-board. A mutton-fat fixed in a tin sconce on the wall so as to command both the kitchen and the scullery economically lighted each the old woman and her drudge at her work yes um please she said interrogatively for the noise of her task prevented her hearing distinctly be alive i say it's gone eleven you slut ye should have been in your bed an hour screeched mildred and then relapsed into her customary grumble yes mrs tarnley please em answered the little girl resuming with improved energy drowsy enough was the girl if there had been a minute's respite from her task i think she would have nodded be them things rubbed up or no or do you mean to a done to-night huzzy cried mrs tarnley this time so near as to startle her for she had unawares put her wrinkled head into the scullery stop that for to-night i say leave em lay you'll finish in the morning shall i take down the fire mrs tarnley ma'am please asked lily dogger after a little pause no ye shan't what's that ye see on the fire have ye eyes in your head don't ye see the kettle there how do i know but your master'll be home to-night and want a cup of tea or law knows what mrs tarnley looked put about as she phrased it and in one of those special tempers which accompanied that state so lily dogger eyeing her with wide open eyes made her a frightened little courtesy why don't ye get up betimes in the morning huzzy and then you needn't be moping about half the night all the colours washed out of your big ugly platter face wi your laziness as white as a turnip when i was a girl if i left my work over so i'd a broomstick across my back i promise ye and bread and water next day too good for my victuals but now ye think ye can do as ye like and all's changed and every upstart brat is as good as her betters but don't ye think ye'll come it over me lass don't ye look up there at the clock will ye or do ye want me to pull ye up by the ear ten minutes past eleven we ye dawdlin ye limb the old woman whisked about and putting her hand on a cupboard door she turned round again before opening it and said come on will ye and take your bread if you want it and don't ye stand gapin there ye slut as if i had nothing to do but attend upon you with your impotence i shouldn't give ye that she thumped a great lump of bread down on the kitchen table by which the girl was now standing not a bit if i did right 
and ye'll not be sitting up to eat that mind ye ye'll take it wi ye to your bed young lady and tumble in without delay d'ye mind for if i find ye out of bed when i go to see all's right i'll just gie ye that bowl of cold water over your head in wi ye and get ye twixt the blankets before two minutes get along the girl knew that mrs tarnley could strike as well as jaw and seldom threatened in vain so with eyes still fixed upon her she took up her fragment of loaf with a hasty courtesy of which the old woman took no notice and vanished frightened through a door that opened off the kitchen the old woman holding the candle over her head soon peeped in as she had threatened lily dogger lay close affecting to be asleep though that feat in the time was impossible and was afraid that the thump thump of her heart for she greatly feared mrs tarnley might be audible to that severe listener out she went however without anything more to the great relief of the girl lily dogger lay awake for fear is vigilant and mrs tarnley's temper she knew was capricious as well as violent through the door she heard the incessant croak of the old woman's voice as she grumbled and scolded in soliloquy poking here and there about the kitchen the girl lay awake listening vaguely in the dark and watching the one bright spot on the whitewashed wall at the foot of her bed which mrs tarnley's candle in the kitchen transmitted through the keyhole it flitted and glided now hither now thither now up now down like a white butterfly in a garden silently indicating the movements of the old woman and illustrating the clatter of her clumsy old shoes in a little while the door opened again and the old woman entered having left her candle on the dresser outside mrs tarnley listened for a while and you may be sure lily dogger lay still and the old woman in a hard whisper asked are you awake and listened are you awake lass she repeated and receiving no answer she came close to the bed by way of tucking in the coverlet in reality to listen so she stood in silence by the bed for a minute and then very quickly withdrew and closed the door then lily dogger heard her make some arrangements in the kitchen and move as she rightly concluded a table which she placed against her door then the white butterfly having made a sudden sweep round the side wall hovered no longer on lily dogger's darkened walls and old mildred tarnley and her candle glided out of the kitchen the girl had grown curious and she got up and peeped and found that a clumsy little kitchen table had been placed against her door which opened outward through the keyhole she also saw that mildred had not taken down the fire on the contrary she had trimmed and poked it and a kettle was simmering on the bar she did not believe that mrs tarnley expected the arrival of her master for she had said early in the day that she thought he might come next evening lily dogger was persuaded that mrs tarnley was on the lookout for someone else and guarding that fact with a very jealous secrecy she went again to her bed wondering she listened for the sounds of her return and looked for the little patch of light 
on the whitewashed wall but that fluttering evidence of mrs tarnley's candle did not reappear before the tired little girl fell asleep she was awakened in a little time by mrs tarnley's somewhat noisy return she was grumbling bitterly to herself poking the fire and pitching the fire-irons and other hardware about with angry recklessness the girl turned over and notwithstanding all mildred's noisy soliloquy was soon asleep again again she woke i suppose recalled to consciousness by some noise in the kitchen the little white light was in full play on the wall at the foot of her bed and mrs tarnley was talking fluently in an undertone then came a silence during which the old dutch clock struck one lily dogger's eyes were wide open now and her ears erect she heard no one answer the old woman who resumed her talk in a minute and now she seemed careful to make no avoidable noise speaking low and when she moved about the kitchen treading softly and moving anything she had to stir gently altogether she was now taking as much care not to disturb as she had shown carelessness upon the subject before lily dogger again slipped out of bed and peeped through the keyhole but she could not see mrs tarnley nor her companion if she had one old mildred was talking on not in her grumbling interrupted soliloquy but in the equable style of one spinning a long narrative this hum was relieved now and then by the gentle click of a teacup or the jingle of a spoon if mrs tarnley was drinking her tea alone at this hour of night and talking so to herself she was doing that she had never done before thought the curious little girl and she must be a-going mad from this latter apprehension however she was relieved by hearing some one cough it was not mrs tarnley who suspended her story however but there was an unmistakable difference of tone in this cough and old mildred said more distinctly something about a cure for a cough which she recommended then came an answer in an odd drawling voice the words she could not hear but there could no longer be any doubt as to the presence of a stranger in the kitchen lily dogger was rather frightened she did not quite know why and listened without power to form a conjecture it was plain that the person who enjoyed old mildred's hospitality was not her master nor her mistress nor old dulcibella crane as she listened and wondered and speculated sleep overtook her once more and she quite forgot the dialogue in the kitchen and mildred tarnley's tea and went off upon her own adventures in the wild land of dreams End of chapter 25 Recording by John Brandon